We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's what I'm talking about. 202, welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Carton and Roberts. Evan Roberts, Craig Carton, all the way to 6.30. It is an official... Football Friday, the last last regular season football Friday of the year. The New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. The Joe Flacco Jets and the Miami Dolphins. And we get the news everyone with a heart was waiting for. And that is that the young man in Buffalo, Damar Hamlin, is off a breathing tube, is able to speak talked to and saw the Bills teammates via FaceTime or some type of contraption today. And we can all breathe a sigh of relief. And we can now officially, legally, emotionally talk football, which is what we love to do. Week 18, we'll go through all the playoff scenarios. We'll go through how the NFL is trying to do right by everybody involved. It's not perfect. But it's the best you can expect, uh, considering what took place Monday night. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today, kid? I'm good. May I ask you a question? You can ask me anything you like. That's why I'm here. I'm at your disposal. I have not heard anyone else bring this up. Okay. And I'd like to present it to you. Is that uh, about us eating ice cream today? Are we? Are we not? I'm in. I'm in, too. I keep hearing about the neutral site AFC championship game. Yeah, they say Indy or Vegas, I guess. Can I bring up the obvious question? Why the hell not us? Seriously. Why the hell not us? Why? You, you want the game in MetLife Stadium? A thousand percent. And before you say no, let me counter with something. Yeah. The, can- the weather in Kansas City in January averages, I've done research, 38 degrees. The weather in Buffalo yeah. in January, 25 degrees. Oh, I have an answer. The weather in Cincinnati, 35 degrees. Yeah. Why the hell would we make a neutral site something that the Chiefs don't play home games at, that the Bills don't play home games at, and the Bengals don't play home games at? If you are looking for a climate and you are looking a stadium yeah. that best represents the three football teams that yeah. could lay claim yeah. to hosting a championship game, that place, Craig, is New Jersey. What up? First off, Chicago would be a better place, number Whatever. one. Number two, you're making a terrible mistake. What? The Giants? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> How can you commit MetLife Stadium <laughs> when the New York Giants are playing the Green Bay Packers at MetLife Stadium on January 29th? Damn it, I did say that, yeah. didn't I? I mean, how can you possibly have the AFC game here if the NFC game is there? Crap! There you go. <laughs> yeah. But listen, uh, you can make an argument it should be in a in a, a weather zone that's typical for any one of those teams. You can make the argument, you know, to, uh, take weather out of the mix. Why would you? No, I don't I get don't, that argument. Excuse me, I don't get that argument. There are three cold weather teams. Why the hell would you put that game in a Well, double? then there's no benefit to one over the other. Right? Okay, fine. Look, I'll I'll you're right. Chicago, New York. But the point is, it's not as if there's a dome team involved. You know what in I would do? No joke. I would give it to a city that uh has not had a playoff game in a long time. Medline Stadium! 
So those people could feel what it's like to have a playoff game. Hello. Yeah. Are you over there? An AFC <laughs> championship game at MetLife Stadium. Yeah. What's that? By the way, I do apologize. Those of you uh, lately who've been complaining that you go to the app and when you push the uh, listen live to Carton Roberts, it takes you to uh, the morning show. I've gotten a lot of those complaints this year. It's probably Boomer's fault. But if not, <laughs> uh, I'll send those uh, photos over to Spike because he has nothing else going on today. And I apologize. I don't know what to tell you. I wish there was an answer to that. The app sucks. It's always sucked. I don't know why it's ever not going to suck. Uh, but for those of you that don't have any problems, the app's great. It's always been great. Uh, it's always going to be great. That being said, yeah, look, if you told me they uh, picked MetLife, we had a Super Bowl there, but obviously they can't give you MetLife because the Giants right now are still alive for the potential of hosting a game there, right? What's really interesting to me is the Baltimore Raven aspect of all this, yeah, right? Now, yeah. I don't think the Ravens are going to beat the Bengals with Huntley at quarterback. Neither do you. By the way, just to update on that, Tyler Huntley may not even play on Sunday health-wise, too. So, so they, they could, Anthony be, Brown, is they that could be down to Anthony Brown, yeah. All right, so look, I mean, they're not going to win the game, but play out the possibility, right? Right. Uh, if the Baltimore Ravens won that game, they would have beaten the Cincinnati Bengals twice. And the only reason the Cincinnati Bengals uh, have been handed the division is because Based on playing one less game, their winning percentage is going to be higher than Baltimore's. And the NFL decided, to be fair, winning percentage is going to decide divisions. However, because the Ravens would have beaten them twice, even though the Bengals are the division winner, it wouldn't be fair to just give the game to Cincinnati. So we're going to have a coin flip, right? right? right. But if you are the Baltimore Ravens, if you did pull off that minor miracle and beat them with a third-string or even a second-string quarterback and laid claim to having beaten them twice. That'd be a tough pill to swallow if you lose that coin flip. Yeah. And now, because the other part of it is that right now the greatest likelihood is that you're playing them again in the first round of the playoffs. Could change, but that's the most likely scenario. Right. So now... Well, it screws you, you in other ways, too, though, because you don't get the benefit of being a three-seed. You don't get to move up a little right. bit, which changes, A, who you'd play now and who you could potentially play in the future and home field advantage. Now, like, they're not going to be able to get home field advantage, say, against the Jacksonville Jaguars right. because they didn't win a division and they're right. going by seeds. The Baltimore Ravens kind of got hosed in this. Uh, yeah, listen, they might get the game, the first game at home if they win the coin toss, but you're right. Even if they won that game, you're now, you don't have the benefit of the next round of being a home team. Uh, and I will tell you this right now. While we're talking AFC and all that stuff, and I mean, I was guilty of this yesterday. We're all sleeping on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll speak for myself. I am. I was. And then I, it dawned on me. It's not, I mean, if you, if you want to go based on chalk and the most likely outcome of things, mm -hmm. you would say, we would all say, the Buffalo Bills are a better football team than the New England Patriots. They should beat them. They should beat them, especially at home. Now, who knows how they'll be considering all the emotions of this week, but just if you break it down to football, the Buffalo Bills would be expected to beat the Patriots. 100%. We're lockstep on that. 100%. The Miami Dolphins are playing a third-string quarterback. I think the game's a toss-up because the Jets, who the hell knows? Right. But not certainly... I can see the Jets beating the Dolphins right now. At a third string quarterback, right? right now, it's viewed as a toss up, but the yeah. Jets are actually slight favorites. Yeah. Last check. And I'm good with that, right? You're playing against a third string quarterback whose only uh, game was against the Jets, and we took care of business then, too, right? right? So if those two things happen, and I think they're more likely to happen than not, if the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cleveland Browns, they're in the playoffs. No, 100%. 
which to me would be one of the great, you know, reclamation projects midseason that any franchise has ever had. They were two and six. Yeah, they were buried. Right? They went from Mitchell Trubisky to Kenny Pickett. They got rid of Claypool. Everything's going to blow up there. Oh, my God. Tomlin's about to have his first losing season. Right? And now they are realistically most likely going to have a wild card football game. The problem with that is the Cleveland Browns have won four out of six. The Cleveland Browns are now a better football team. And they did play better offensively last week. The Cleveland Browns are now quarterbacked by Deshaun Watson. So I'd almost slightly disagree and say the likeliest scenario is they all lose. Well, I mean, and then what happens? The New England Patriots make the playoffs. Uh, no, that it would also open up the door for Jacksonville if they lost Correct. to Tennessee. Yeah. You're, you're 100% right. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. If Tennessee wins the division. Then the Jags could get in. Then Jacksonville could get in as a yeah. wild card. That so, is true. Yes. It's just it makes the weekend awesome. It all starts with Kansas City, of course, against the Raiders Saturday late afternoon. And then we go into what is absolutely a playoff game. Tennessee and Jacksonville. It ends Sunday night. Playoff game. Green Bay, Detroit. And here we are in New York. And we've got ourselves a playoff football team. The New York Giants, and as you just heard in Rich's update, Ojalari, rightfully so, not playing. Uh, other guys, not playing. I'm sure they're not going to announce anything about Danny Jones until you see him not on the on the field, because why would you, right? And the Philadelphia Eagles have to hope that they can beat the second-string New York Giants <laughs> so that they can wrap up the home field advantage of the bye. And how great would it be? I don't think the Giants are going to win this game, and I don't care because they're locked into the six seed. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Do, other than sticking it to the Eagle fan, yes. which matters to a degree, there's nothing the Giants benefit from How winning the game. How amazing would it be if the Tyrod Taylor New York Giants made the Eagles sweat and even better, won the game, yeah. which is irrelevant to what they do next week, most likely in Minnesota. But just to have a camera on Eagle fans yeah. and listen to Eagle fans it's, complain and moan It's and one whine, of those things. would be fantastic. It's one of those things where if you're a Giant fan, naturally, you hate the Eagles. And I think for the younger generation, you hate the Eagles more than you hate the Cowboys. I think it may be a little bit different if you're over the age of 40. I think there may be a split. But I do think that right now, the hatred for the Eagles has kind of yeah. risen above the Cowboys. Well, but, listen, the Eagles have won a Super Bowl, right? right. Yeah, Cow- the Cow- Cowboys have a single playoff win in 20 years. No, I know. Yeah. I mean, it's a long time since the Cowboys were that annoying dynasty. Yeah. But if the Giants somehow pulled off that great upset. Which would be one of the, I mean, and it means nothing to me, the Giants. And I think it goes away quick. I think by the time we're on the air Monday at 2 o'clock, you know what we're focused on? Kirk Cousins. Um, I'm I, telling you, I think it's going to be such I, a quick turn into I, that the playoffs. Let's I just go. heard that only because you and I aren't Giants fans. So I think you and I and I our dislike for fans. Philly. I apologize. I think we would enjoy a full day of Philly bashing. Yes. And then bang, right to Minnesota. I, yes. I apologize. I think that the Giant fan would enjoy it in the moment. 100%. I think you'd have a good time that night trolling. I think once Monday comes and you get it out of your system, I think it's all about the playoffs because it's not like making the playoffs is a common thing. Yeah, well, listen, it should be all about the playoffs because, as you laid out yesterday, the Giants have a shot. The Giants, uh, you know, um, know, listen, they'll be underdog by a couple points, obviously, but the New York Giants three weeks ago had every opportunity to beat the Vikings. They're not scared of the Vikings. You know, you also don't get your history out of your system, even though this team has nothing to do with 2011 and 2007, obviously. 
The giant history over the last few decades is make the playoffs and then shock the world. Right. That's the giant formula. Yeah. So you don't just knock that out of your system. I think as a giant fan, you will go into next weekend, whether it's Minnesota likely or San Francisco, with those memories fresh in your mind of, hey, we've done this before. Uh, none of them have, but yes. No, none yes. of them have, <laughs> but we have. The franchise has. The yes. fans have. Nobody on this roster has. Correct. But yes, that's kind of the uh, the MO, the DNA Dude, you have of a, the franchise. You have a lot of guys, and I start with Leonard Williams, who we have a connection to if you're a sure, Jet fan, who's going to get to experience the playoffs for the first time in his NFL career. Yeah. And he's had a pretty good NFL career so far. I'm all he, pumped. I got to tell you, I'm so excited and I'm not a Giant fan, just as a New Yorker, uh, I'm so excited that as New Yorkers, we have a playoff game. And a playoff game that's absolutely winnable. You know, we also, McKinney didn't play against Minnesota. So by default, the secondary is already better than it was in that game. Justin Jefferson's a beast. But right now, let's enjoy the fact that we can make the Eagles sweat. And we're not gonna, you're not going to beat them, but just keep it close. Make the Eagle fans sweat out the possibility that they're going to throw the division out the window, that they're going to throw the uh, bye out the window, right? Mm -hmm. Just like 30 to nothing, it may happen. Let's just hope it's 17-all after it, three. Craig, it's sort of And a the Eagle fan is starting to get that tight booty syndrome. And they're like, oh, my <laughs> yeah. God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's one of those games you can go into knowing, eh, it's a win-win. If we're getting our ass kicked, you could easily say it doesn't matter. Let's move on. And if somehow it is close, yeah. you get the knowledge that everybody down I-95, they're sweating. They're getting a little nervous. They get a little uh, Yeah, because bad. if it happens, the Eagles lose the division. If Dallas Assuming wins. Dallas beats uh, Sam Howell and uh, Washington. And they're starting to sit guys, too, I just read. Yeah, because it's over. The season's over. Yep. Oh, could you imagine the Philadelphia Eagles dropping to five? That'd be hilarious. And then having to go to Tampa? <laughs> it's only bad because they had the division and the one seed wrapped up all year. Yep. Like, all season long. Yep. It was, oh, it's inevitable. Eagles are the one. It's a, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, if somehow they lose this game, and I don't think they will. No, neither do Just I. based on logic. They could blow the whole thing. Look, there's a couple things I don't think is going to happen. I don't think Kansas City is losing to the Raiders and uh, Jared Stidham. I don't think San Francisco is losing to Arizona. You know, there's a couple things just on paper I don't think are going to happen. Right. But there's enough other games where it's legitimately, legitimately a toss-up. Yeah. Like, I don't know how the Bills are going to respond. I don't know how New England's going to play there. I don't know what Cincinnati is going to be like, you know, uh, laying a touchdown to Baltimore. I don't know how the Ravens are going to play Yo, without their court, like, I don't know. None but of us I, know. I feel really comfortable about some yeah, of the games. None of us know because of the reaction to the human emotions, but the Buffalo Bills, much like most of us in America right now, are happy. We're excited yeah. about the news that's come out over really the last 36 hours. And uh, you know, it's going to be very uh, um, emotional for us to watch, and I'd be shocked if it didn't happen based on the news we heard today that he's now off the breathing tube and he talked to the team and all that. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that someone... Um, you know, when they have him, you know, kind of like cleaned up because you have a lot of like wires and tape and stuff and hasn't showered, of course, and all that stuff. Uh, I would imagine that he puts out a video. I think so because I was just reading. Can you imagine how emotional that would be at the oh, start of that game? No doubt. I was just reading he was FaceTiming a couple of Giant players, Isaiah Hodgins specifically, because oh, yeah? they know each other. So obviously he must be feeling good enough where he's FaceTiming guys. Yeah, he, know, he, knows, uh, he knows Julian Love too. Right. Grew up, uh, I guess, in, the, in the neighboring towns, what have you. Oh, that, that emotion in Buffalo is going to be through the roof. Hey, Bills fans. And not only that, Craig, how about the standing ovation for the 
heroes that saved his life. I imagine they bring them out uh, to a midfield before the game. No question. And what's amazing about those people, if you've ever met an EMT, a firefighter, or a cop, it's what they do. Like, it's nothing special because that's what they do. Right. Save lives. No doubt. Right. But I think, you know, honoring them and bringing them out, I, I'm prepared to cry this weekend. Oh, I agree. And I'm not a crier. I've cried like three times in my adult life. One was right here with you, as a matter of fact. I recall. I am not a crier. Yep. And I am prepared now. I actually bought a box of tissues. You should, man. And I'm not going to be ashamed of it. I'm going to cry my eyes out. I mean, pretend like, you know, I got something in my eye. Of course. You know, because you still got kids and all that stuff. <laughs> but I'm going to sit down on the couch and I'm going to squeeze a lemon. Oh, I got lemon juice in my eye. <laughs> I, uh, I'm in a position, Craig, where I better cry. I better cry. Because if I had a tear in my eye yeah. when Mike White came back from a rib injury a few weeks ago, <laughs> you bet your ass I better be bowling on Sunday. Yeah. And I think I will because... It is emotional because it's a human thing, and to hear the good news and to hear the recovery over the last couple of days, how does that not make you smile? No yeah, matter who you does. are. And then one quick baseball thing we'll get to later today. Are you upset? Are you worried? Are you concerned? About to lose Correa? Is that a problem for you? You respect would, the Mets for walking I, away if they walk away? Well, first of all, yesterday on this show, and I have to own this, I said I'm confident he'll be a Met. I very much doubt we'll wake up and hear he's a twin. Meanwhile, we haven't gotten that yet, but it seems like we could that he ends up with the Twins. I'm a little worried because now the leaks have started. We've seen leaks from Steve Cohen, let's be honest. We've seen leaks from Scott Boris, and it's starting to get a little ugly. A little, we're prepared to walk away. A little bit, we're talking to other teams. So I am a little worried to answer that question. If the Mets don't sign Carlos Correa, how would we all not understand it? They would be the second franchise who says, look... There's something up with his ankle. He's got a plate in it, and we're worried. And so I think the word I would use. He's gone. There's nothing we can do. Not yet. It's a very fatherly thing to say. I won't be mad. I'll be disappointed. Oh, that's the worst thing a parent can say to a kid from the kid's perspective, too. (laughs) Well, we'll see how it plays out. Maybe the Yankees will get involved. 877-337-6666. We got lots cooking. Tons of football for you, of course. And I should mention that. The uh, quarterback's name in Miami, who was uh, mistakenly said earlier today on this radio station, is uh, is Skyler. Yes, in case you who may said heard. it wrong. I'm, I don't want. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. But uh, throughout the day today, uh, the name Thompson, uh, the first name, was not referenced as Skyler. Really? Yeah. By whom? I'm not. Say, I'm not. I'm not that guy. Will you tell me off air? I'm happy. To, well, no, no. Okay, Twitter. Just at I'm me not right telling now. you no, off no. air. Twitter will tell me. Twitter. I'm just telling you, I, I'm aware of it. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins' name is not Zach. His name is Skyler. Wait, someone was saying Zach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Twitter, can you tell me who the person was? Thanks. I'll get so the don't, answer. Don't, don't be a Twitter rat. Why is that a Twitter rat? Because because you're going to get all these rats on Twitter that are going to go back down and listen to the entire day going, this guy said it, that guy said it, this guy said it. It's Skylar Thompson. Wait, more than one person said and it? Frankly, I don't care if you get it right or not, but sometimes when I know an answer and I know I'm right, it hurts my ears to hear somebody get something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Although I love it because then it takes me off the hook later today when I get something wrong. Right. But, yeah, let's just get it right. Let's just try to be better. That's all. Was it Boomer? Huh? I'm not telling you who it was. Doesn't matter who it was. I give you his initials. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a rat. I'm just telling you it happened. And I, I want to know. I know people listening probably like, can we please get that right? You're a sports talk station. The best sports talk station 
a station in the history of America, the That's first right. one, right? That's right. Uh, right. We weren't the first ones to do sports talk, just 24-7 we were. Well, that's... There are other people in the country doing sports yeah, talk. Yeah, but there's a very different yeah. thing between, oh, I did a show once in a while, and right. a station having the balls to say, we're going 24 hours a day like the fan did well, back in 1987. To be fair, we didn't have the balls to stick with it. We had to bring Imus in here to give us four hours of non-sports to save the station. Oh, come on! Well, I'm just being 20 accurate. of 24 hours of sports. To be fair, really? the station never worked as 24-7 sports. It was 20 hours. I just want to be honest and fair. Let's, let's just be fair. The station was a terrible, miserable failure no, but why as 24-7 sports. Why was Until the station a failure? No, no, no. Okay. Hold on. Let's have a history lesson. Yeah, then I came why? along and changed everything up. That First of all, a lot of this is not true. Let's fix this. Why was the station a failure for the first two years till I missed got here? Uh, was it I, just? I'll tell you why. Yeah, because I know the answer. There's two answers. Actually. Yeah, go ahead. Let's see if you're right. The signal the station was orange was 10:50 a.m. Significant, okay, as opposed to 6:60 originally. 10:50. And number to two, uh, there was real. There was one, but essentially none of the daytime talent were New Yorkers talking okay. New York sports. Yes, because the strategy at the beginning yeah. was the updates the or the show. The updates were the biggest part of the show, and then eh, occasionally you'll hear a host. That obviously started to reverse a little bit to the point where we have no updates. They're basically gone. You're welcome for that, too. But, but it started... Like, I, have, I leave an indelible mark on this radio station. Uh, we'll get to you in a second. No, no, let's but start the with show start. the station started as a, we're giving you sports news yeah. with no opinions. Yeah, and there's all national hosts. Yeah. Once they said, hey, maybe we should go with opinions, Mike and the Mad Dog, things like that, it started to change. Yeah, I'm just... Now, as far as you're concerned... I just want to be clear. Like, it was not successful as 24. It was successful at 20. And then I came along and changed things up for everybody. <laughs> you call that- We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's sports. <laughs> very, very, very little. Very, very little sports. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Here's Danny in Centerport. Danny, what's up with you today, kiddo? Hey, guys, it's a pleasure. You, you know, I, I would rather watch reruns of the Jets Thursday night game against the Jaguars than anything associated with Bill Cosby, anything. I would, if that was the only thing on TV, I would watch reruns of that Jet-Jaguar game before I would do anything. You know, guys, listen, I'm, I am an, an avid caller, an avid listener to the show. I listen all the time. I never really get a chance to get with you two guys. But, you know, Evan, I, I spoke to you probably about six weeks ago, you and Joe. And if you remember, I told you losing was not an option. And the flag in front of my house, the jet flag in front of my house was up and it was staying there. And you know what, Evan? Since I made that comment, we've been an absolute disaster. And it's, and it's sickening. But the things that I'm listening to you guys talk about and everybody else talk about, about kiboshing the coaching staff and all of that, is just ludicrous to me at this point. Okay? We need a quarterback to just give us average play. And nobody would be having a conversation about how bad Salah is, how bad Michael Matt LaFleur is, and all of that other stuff. It wouldn't be happening. Uh, 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 just average quarterback play, Evan, and you know it. Yes, I well, okay. Four, so a couple of things, five. though, to respond to that. I agree with you. If you Please. gave the Jets average quarterback play this entire season, they're probably a playoff team. Correct. Craig and, and all I the ups, both all said, the ups and downs. Uh, okay, ahead, in terms of getting rid of the coaching staff, it's always been with the caveat of 
if I can get somebody better who's proven, who's available. Not fire the coaching staff and start over. That's far different. And And the second thing is, I didn't think this team was prepared against the Seattle Seahawks when on the first play of the game, Kenneth Walker's going for 60. Did you? You know what, Evan? Listen, you're 100% right. We were not. And that's the type of stuff that can question, you know, make you scratch your head. But what I'm getting at, and and listen, I'm in fully agreement with you on that. But what I'm getting at here is all the ups and downs and the ins and outs and the offensive line problems and all that nonsense would have gone to the wayside if we had just won a few games with average quarterback play so the bottom line is we just need a damn quarterback we really do that's right and and yes you know these other things that these are the ups and downs of every season correct but the bottom line is we we wouldn't be having this discussion if we just had normal quarterback play and it's really sad man because now again right here we are well what's really sad about is that that's the MO of the franchise in all of our lifetimes. Yeah, but here's the Craig, difference. You know what? You're 100 But there's right. a difference. Here, there's a yeah, difference between again. today. I don't think it's here we go again. I tell you why it's not here we go again. Every time we said here we go again, it was drafting some unknown kid who we would hope and pray would be the next franchise quarterback. That's not what the Jets should do. I can't be any more clear than I've been the last few weeks. Holy and It's great. how I feel. Zach is gone. It's yes. over. I don't want to hear about fixing him or saving him or this guy can help him learn this. Correct. Enough. He's gone. Evan, please, Go get a veteran please. quarterback. Yes, and please don't give me Garoppolo, Evan. I, as much as I, I don't need a guy that can stay on the field for for eight games a season. That's I don't fair. need a guy that when we get to the playoffs or we, or we actually make the playoffs can't stay that's, on the field. Danny, that's the center, that's Good the job, second buddy. part of this debate. Is the which first, are the veterans to go get? Absolutely, and that's a fair debate. The first part of the debate, because not everyone's on this fence, is enough of Zach, enough of change the OC and fix him, or bring in this veteran quarterback, he can help teach him. Enough. He's not the freaking guy. It's obvious. But, and I know that I said that about Daniel Jones, but this is different. You know this is different. Yes. We all know it's different. Well, enough. You've gotten a few wrong as well. well um, I, I'm sure we all have. Uh, not me so much. Uh, the guy. You course, said Zach Wilson was Dan Marino. Who said that? You. When was that said? Big Mac, if you can find that he audio. He can't find it. Within- I've had it whitewashed. <laughs> okay. It no longer exists. I met with Eddie Scazzera. I gave him a dollar and a burger. And he did whatever I wanted him to. Speaking of burgers, by the way, you know, there are these reports out there trying to sully the reputation of my uh, next head coach, Jim Harbaugh. That Michigan was looking at a level one violation, which uh, you know, comes with penalties, right? So I did a little digging. Do you know what the violation he's being accused of is? What's up? And to me, this is just character assassination. That's all this is. Apparently, during COVID, there were two recruits that had already been committed who happened to stop by the Michigan campus for an impromptu visit. And Harbaugh was like, let's grab something to eat. So they went to uh, this place that serves burgers, and the, they all had burgers. And the bill came, and Harbaugh paid for it, like any one of us would do, right? And that's the violation. Ridiculous. Can you believe that? Of all the yes, crap that does it. go on, <laughs> yes. you know, that's untoward in the NCAA, they're going to try to nail this guy to the cross because he bought a couple teenage kids hamburgers. Yes. <laughs> Come on. I fully, fully, that, fully believe it. That's a violation? Yes. That hamburger place can pay those kids a million dollars a year right now in NIL money, but he can't <laughs> buy them a hamburger? That's the violation. Yes. That's what they're going to try to nail him to the cross on. Yes. I, I, if I could talk to Jimmy, I'd say, Jimbo, 
You don't need that crap. Uh, he doesn't want that crap. You know, just call Pete Carroll, ask him how much better the NFL is yeah, than college. Craig, he knows that. Like, he knows that. Scott you don't Murphy, think please, he's Tom doing Mike. everything he can to get out and then also find the right job. But here's the tough thing. And this is five years, $50 million, Jim Harbaugh. Let's go. What's a more appealing job? Okay, Jets or? Broncos. Jets. Why? Because the Jets aren't saddled with a $200 million aging quarterback that is untradeable. What if he looks That's at him right. and says, I'm saddled with a future Hall of Fame quarterback who's won a Super Bowl, while with the Jets, i got to find one. I'm Jim Harbaugh. That's okay. what I do. You do what? I find and I make quarterbacks. Do you think that's what he prefers, or do you think he prefers just to win and may think, I have I a know. better chance to win with Russell I mean, Wilson? He won with Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, Jimmy Garoppolo. That like, doesn't mean go. that's what he prefers. Like, I, I you're right. Answer. He did an amazing job specifically with Alex Smith because he was a draft bust and turned into something that wasn't. Yeah, so I give him a $200 million quarterback. I give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah. But... I'm just saying we got to take ourselves. What's that old saying? Fifty thousand feet, like we're looking from above. No, it's a thirty thousand foot view. It's thirty thousand. Well, fifty thousand feet. You're dead. I went higher. Why can't I go to fifty thousand feet? Because you can't. Commercial jets theoretically could, but it's dangerous. You yeah, you cruise at thirty to forty thousand feet. That's a safe place to be. No plane goes fifty thousand feet. No, I didn't say that. I said you don't do it. That's like you know only to avoid oncoming air traffic, and you should never be at fifty thousand feet in a commercial jet. Hmm. Or the highest certified jet. altitude of an airliner was the Concorde, which went to 60,000 feet. Today, some of the corporate jets can fly at 51,000 feet. That's a so based jet. on that, 50,000 feet works in this analogy. No, it's it does okay. not. It does not. That The analogy you're looking for is, give me the 30,000-foot view. That's no, the I understand that that's the analogy, yeah, that's but the my frame. point well, is the, the 50,000 feet thing works too. It doesn't work because no one's ever flown that you know at 50,000 feet. 30,000, yeah, maybe even 40 in a pinch. Some of the yeah, corporate jets with a today, high ceiling. Some of the corporate jets corporate today fly jet is a private jet. You don't fly private. Oh, you've, it doesn't nev- count. you've never been on one? I've been on a private jet. So I've been you- on a jet that lost air pressure. I'm on a jet where you couldn't breathe. You almost got paint stewarded. So, you- yes. so you've been 50,000 feet? I don't know if I've ever been 50,000 feet. You probably feet. have. I mean, probably, but okay. I, I, I wouldn't swear to it. Bingo. I say it's more likely that I haven't been than I have been. All right, let's compromise. But I will tell you, sorry, we were going to the Bahamas one year. And we got on a private jet, and I see the uh, people start getting headaches. I'm like, something going on, something wrong. And then I see the pilots, like, scrambling. Uh, you know, like, why are you reading the manual? <laughs> oh, no joke. They're like, oh. I go, what's going on, fellas? And they go, well, we can't stabilize the cabin pressure. And there were people, everyone on the, on the plane was getting headaches. Oh, jeez. Yo, so you're going you're gonna to die. You're going to black out and die, basically. Uh, so they walked me through, and they said, look, um, we think we can get to wherever. I go, no, no, we're not getting to wherever. We're landing the plane now. And we're, he goes, well, here's what we can do. We are too heavy to land the plane because we're filled with gas. You can't land a plane with a full gas tank because you'll explode. It'll, you know, you'll belly down, right? So we couldn't fly over 7,000 feet because then you lose the uh, the ability to breathe, all right? So we goes, How many thousand feet? Uh, the guy, you, we, they couldn't fly that plane over 7,000 feet. Without us getting headaches gotcha. and potentially blacking out. So he goes, we're going to have to circle for a half hour and dump fuel over the Atlantic Ocean. Now, this is scary now at this point, of right? Of course. I'm freaked out already. So he said, where do you want to land? And this shows you uh, gambling addiction at its worst. And I go, well, what airports are we near? Well, we can uh, go back to Teterboro or we could go a little south. We land in Philly. I go, how about Atlantic City? <laughs> So we dumped fuel for half an hour. We landed the private jet uh, at the Atlantic City International Airport. They said it was going to take about two hours to get another jet to come take us, right? 
So let's get in the car. Went to what was called Revel at the time. I played blackjack for two hours. My family ate lunch. Got the call. The plane was ready. Got back in the car and went back. And that's what sick, addicted gamblers do. They use a plane that's about to, you know, kill you into making it into a gambling trip. You also made sure you didn't go to Philadelphia, which I understand. Well, I, was, I wasn't going to go to Philly. Exactly. For sure. I get that part. Yeah, because you go to Philly sometimes, you never come back. We all get that part. Yeah, it's like going to a Warwick, kidnapping <laughs> capital of Orange County. You know how it goes. <laughs> the oh, they wonder s- kid known as Zach Wilson. My version of Dan Marino. Bingo. Who's, ding, uh, ding, ding. And that? You. Where did you dig that up from? You. So yeah. me saying, hey, I don't think Daniel Jones is the guy, <laughs> far less offensive than you comparing Zach Wilson to the great Dan Marino. The wonder kid known as Zach Wilson. My version of Dan Marino. I think that is an unfair representation of my feelings towards the quarterback known as Zach Wilson. That's an unfair representation now because you actually got to watch him play. You sold for two years. Now you realize it. Somebody that just must have told me he was good. (laughs) Somebody must have told me when I asked them, how did he look in practice? He had a better workout than Trevor Lawrence. That when might you're have been said. Thirty thousand feet above. Yeah. Where Thank would you, you rather feet. coach? Denver Broncos versus New York Jets. New York Jets. I don't mean that. And I'll tell you why. Uh the Russell Wilson factor is a legitimate factor. Yeah, but I don't think me. it's a negative factor the way you think it is. I don't know that he's repairable. Maybe he is. Wait, but the Jets know. don't have a quarterback. But there's fifteen legitimate quarterbacks available. None of them. I can which. pick anyone I want. No, you can't though. Why not? Because there's no guarantee you're getting Lamar Jackson. There okay, just isn't. Right, to be there's fair, no guarantee you're getting Lamar Jackson. You're right, because I can't guarantee Lamar, so let me be fair. Take Lamar, Brady, and Rodgers out and throw them over there in the corner. Okay, so now we're talking. Okay, I still have a dozen legitimate veteran quarterbacks. Derek Carr. He's one of them. I, I'm not knocking him. I'm yeah. just saying I'm trying to be fair about My this point discussion. Is, I know for a fact that next year, if I want one, I can have a competent, above-average veteran quarterback running the New York Jets. But you're also just dunning Russell Wilson. And I get why. He had a terrible season. Yeah. I'm not denying that. I had recency bias. Do you think he's done? I do. Do you think Jim Harbaugh thinks he's done? I don't know if he's talking that's to the, the Broncos. That's the problem. I no, don't he know. Is the, it is the Broncos. But that's where I can't definitively tell you. Oh, oh yeah. So you think, job. in your opinion, uh, if you're Jim Harbaugh and both teams laid their cards on the table, mm-hmm. you think the unknown veteran quarterback, one of these nine or ten guys, we know who they are, versus... Russell Wilson, yeah. you think the Broncos are a more attractive destination? I think so, because I don't think necessarily... Long-term or solely for this year? I think the next four or five years. I think you look at it wow, in those kinds of terms. that's a big commitment to a guy who played like crap. I, he did play like crap. I'm not arguing with you. He's also won a Super Bowl. 100%. Jim also competed against him. He kind of knows him, and he knows how good he can be. I don't know if it's a slam dunk to say, yeah, I'll figure it out with Derek Carr or maybe Jared maybe Goff not. or maybe whomever. I don't know. Because I could, I would tell you, I could say the defenses are comparable. Yeah, they both have really, a lot of talent on defense. The, no doubt. Maybe even Jets, maybe a, I bet the wide receivers are kind of comparable. Broncos have a about lot it. of talent and skill position. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, it's an interesting matchup. Because they're very similar talent-wise. Yes, and that's why... Russell Wilson, despite all the negativity we have of him, would still give the edge or get the edge over the unknown veteran quarterback. Or the I'm going to try to make it work with Zach Wilson crowd, which you never know. Maybe Jim Harbaugh would want to do that. He made it work with Alex Smith. That would be interesting. Does does Jim Harbaugh say to Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson, I can fix him? Does he? I, I don't know. 
He fixed Alex Smith. I give him a lot of credit for that. That's kind of like the the billion dollar question, right? That, does he looked at film? Because apparently the the film studiers now say that Zach Wilson's problems are all his footwork. Mechanically, he's he's shot. And decision making. I mean, how, are we going to ignore that? Yeah, but I'm saying that was we heard that right a couple of days ago. Right. Oh, we just got to fix his footwork, that kind of stuff. That's not the only thing, by the way. And I'm not telling you this is a quarterback guru. He's made horrible decisions. Yeah. He can't read a defense. I, that's not a thing. That doesn't exist. He's fine. Don't worry. Yeah, I think there's other problems off the field as well, but I don't want to get into them. What does that mean? What part did you understand? What does that mean? Yeah, I think there's other things going on off the field that like are what? also a problem. Personal stuff? That I don't want to get into. Personal stuff or like football stuff? The locker room Not hates football him. stuff. So personal stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, I wish him the best. I hope he's okay. Well, we'll see if he comes over to my place for barbecue. <laughs> He ain't coming over for a barbecue. It's 30 degrees well, outside. My buddy you know, Danny, who owns, owns Hometown Barbecue in Redwood, Brooklyn, just offered to cater uh, my entire Sunday. So maybe I'll have him over. Just this, You want to come over? You come over too. What would you do if you came over to my house and Zach Wilson was there eating ribs? I'd be concerned because he's the backup quarterback for the Jets in Miami. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> So I'd say, what the hell's uh, going on here? Yeah, then, uh, hey, call home and tell him I don't need the barbecue. <laughs> I wanted to, did you guys pick up on that? Or? No, I totally forgot. Yes, that's what I told in your ear. <laughs> well, you didn't say anything in my ear. I oh, said no. he's in Miami on oh, Sunday. I didn't hear that. Really, Benedict Arnold? Well, I helped Is him. that right, Brute? I helped him out a little bit I there. Okay, okay I Jonas. I, I actually I'm your invisible hand sometimes. I actually didn't here. even hear you. I just was waiting to kill him with it because he's the backup quarterback for the Jets. Judas, I know what's going on here now. Boy, it's interesting how you're drinking a drink from Dunkin' Donuts. Invisible I, hand. How'd you acquire the Dunkin' Donuts drink, Tom? Uh, Vincent Von Vincent asked me. I said, yeah. you know what? I'd like a large macchiato with yeah. cream. Yeah. So Paulie got it, as far as I knew. As far as you know, Paulie yeah. went to Dunkin' Donuts. He and got, got it you a with Craig's black card from Dunkin'. That's exactly how By the way, Rosie it. did the same thing with me, but I yeah. assumed it was all right, because you offer it every day. So hold on. So I was like, all right. So he's drinking a macchiato that I got him. And at the same time, he's stabbing me in the back by feeding you information to throw my Zach Wilson barbecue plans out the window. <laughs> Just okay. making Evan smarter than he actually is. That's okay. Right. Now, now I know where yeah, I, I stand. I didn't know the Jets were playing. Meanwhile, Biggs over there got a coffee. He didn't say nothing to you because he understands the way the rules of engagement here. That's all. Now you suspect. That's what it is. He also played a clip of you calling Zach Wilson Dan Marino. Very good point. You're both dead to me. That's only because I asked nicely for it. Mm-hmm. And I another, mean, you know, Warwick kidnapped capital. That's true. He made. Oh, don't tell me you take that personally. You're not from it, Warwick. Well, you live it's there. It's a coincidence that right after that is when I decided to It's play. true. I was holding I, it. I said, you know you, what? The moment The moment was. You were offended I'm not, as a Warwick <laughs> resident I'm that not, I referred to it as the kidnapping capital of Orange County. I'm not saying I was offended. I'm saying I wasn't going to play the clip until I heard it. That's all I'm saying. You were waiting. Like a, like no, a because the, the moment kind of passed. You guys discussed no, 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 other no, no, things. No, no, I got you, a problem with that. So yeah. your loyalty was more well, to Warwick than no. me? Right. Well, clearly. Yeah. You basically said, yeah, I could bury Craig with well, the Marino comment Evan remembered, but I'm only going to well, use it if he offends no. the place I happen to live well, in. No, or if the subject came back up again. Yeah. By the way, where do you guys go for dinner there now that your in-laws sold the restaurant? Or do you not go out anymore? Yeah, we don't go out. <laughs> I don't. I'll never go out. It's a tough spot, right? Uh, you, it's like, like the Viviano's doesn't exist anymore, so it's like you can't go out for dinner well, now, right? Like, there's plenty of restaurants, but you can't go to them. Why not? Well, you know, disrespectful. It was more respectful when they had a no. restaurant and we went other places. No, you only went to Viviano's. Oh, well, no. You can't go to competing restaurants. That's worse. 
but, but now isn't that he's, it better now that, that he sold it, you got to stay home. But they're no longer competing with those restaurants. Yeah, but it feels like, you know, he probably doesn't like those other owners. If you, no, so, if you started going to like Bob's Tavern, he'd be like, uh, no, no good. No, it's, you a, stay home. it's a community. I, I, I once tried to get a bowling league going from all the restaurants. Yeah? Yeah. How'd that work out? It didn't happen. Why not? But I tried. I don't know. Did Some you, of the other restaurants were into it for a brief. Did you ever try to get ago. all the restaurants to meet you at the uh, drive-in for a drive-in night? No. No? That'd be weird. A drive-in wow. night? When all the cars just parked yeah. next to each other. Yesterday well, he said works. one of the great pitches of living there is the great drive. No, I love a driving theater. theater. I I'm not exactly. meeting like 10 other cars and That's my there. point. You never go to it. You like having it, but went, you don't use I it. I saw uh, the Gru yeah. movie. The what there, movie? The, in, oh, the, uh, the Minions? The Minion movie. Yeah. I think I've gone to that drive-in theater more times in the last five years than Big Mac has. I don't even live there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the closest drive-in to you used to be near the Whitestone Bridge. For for years, there was a, an old school drive yeah, near the Whitestone. they probably closed it down 30 years ago. Did they? How old are you, bro? Huh? Are you citing a drive-in there, theater? Bro? In like 1982, there was a badass <laughs> drive-in movie theater near the Whitestone Bridge. I'm not talking about the Whitestone Cinemas. Which I think is still there. That's yeah, a normal. Dude, there indoor. hasn't been a drive-in near the Whitestone Bridge. In no, I think there is, buddy. Really? Yeah, really. Since when? Ask people that live in the area. No, they no, know. I'll get the tweets. I'm sure, but it yeah. has to have been decades. Decades, dude. I've lived in Queens, or I lived in Queens for a long time. It's not like I wasn't around there. Yeah, Whitestone Drive-in in the Bronx. Yeah, there you go. The, the Bronx. You said Whitestone Queens five seconds ago. I apologize. Now we're in the Bronx. Hold on, hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on one second. So on the other side we of the used, Bronx Whitestone Bridge? We used to go to the uh, drive-in movie theater near the Whitestone Bridge. In the Bronx? Hang on. The Bronx side of the bridge. Is that where you're editing this thing, I too? don't. No, no. I don't. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Okay. It opened up not that long ago. 1949. <laughs> I went to the close. And when did it close? Hold on. It was uh, Bruckner Boulevard, so it's the Bronx side. Yeah. And it's, when did yeah. it close? Hold on. Um, oh, I, oh, I got it here, as a matter of fact. Go ahead. All right. It closed, but then it reopened, oh. and then it closed again. So to be fair, I remember I said it was called the Whitestone Driving? Yes. It was renamed the Whitestone Driving, so I'm totally accurate with that, in 1978. It was closed in 1982. Okay. It was demolished. <laughs> then they opened the Whitestone Cinemas, which I also referenced. Yeah, that's a movie Okay, theater. which were built there. Um, yeah. And they never reopened okay, the Okay, thank you very much. So it closed before so, I was freaking born. So I guess I went there when I was 12. Okay. Haven't been back since, apparently. Boy, I have great memories of that. Double so, headers. Yeah, I did find a drive. Did Ben-Hur? I did find it. It's not really a drive-in, but a bike-in theater and a walk-in theater where I used to live in Long Island City, Queens, right on the water. It looks gorgeous. Dude, I went with my grandparents to the Whitestone one. I, I you know, there's certain things you remember from your childhood for no reason at all, but it's vivid. Yeah, yeah. I will never forget my mother's parents, my grandparents, my mom's side took me and my brother and sister to, uh, well, maybe just me and my brother, whatever, to uh, the Whitestone Drive-in, right? And it was good. There was a Bruce Lee doubleheader. All right. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget as we pulled in before the Bruce Lee movie started, there was a porno. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, wow. And I, I, and I couldn't have been maybe I was 10, 9, 10 years old. And I was just, I was like, yes. Yeah. We pulled in <laughs> sure. in an old, I'll tell you the car too. I'll never forget it. A brown tank. It was a Pontiac Bonneville. 
which was no joke, like driving in a tank. That car was impervious to anything. You can look it up. And it was like uh, the name of the porno was like Behind the Green Door. Look that up. And you then there was up behind the green door. Yeah, look up. I don't think I'll work on uh, environment yeah. here. Allow you us to do that. You can Google behind the green door. No, no, hold on a second. Behind the green door is a 1972 American feature length pornographic film, mm-hmm. widely considered yeah, one of the genre's classics. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. So Girl. behind the green door was on, yeah. and then it was a Bruce Lee doubleheader. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's Marilyn Chambers was the star of that wow. movie. Oh, she was the star of Deep Throat. She was a legendary 1970s yes. uh, porn, yeah. porn actress. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Marilyn wow. Chambers Imagine had a that. very tough life, by the way. Now, did I hear this story wrong? Because I was listening, but I was yeah. also like thinking about the porn that you were watching. Yeah. That was at a drive-in? At a drive-in. At what time? Well, I don't remember exactly. Like at 9 o'clock, you I mean, pulled up and there's my, just nakedness my, all over honestly, the my giant memory screen? Wants to say <laughs> dusk, but I don't, I don't remember the exact time. <laughs> I knew I was going to see a Bruce Lee doubleheader. That's all I know. Can you imagine porn's at a drive-in you think theater? You follow the movie and be the late-night showing. You would think. You uh... would think. <laughs> but that's my memory. Could we get away with that in 2023? I mean, like yeah. to go to war theaters? I don't think so, kids no. are exposed to today? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Let's live in Louisiana where you got to prove that you're 18 to watch porn. But how strange would that be? Like, yeah. I always wondered, who would go to a theater but to watch porn? Right. Let's say you and your wife are yeah. taking uh, Jet and Spence to a drive-in because it's cool for kids. Like, sure. the experience, right? And as you pulled in, Marilyn Chambers was going to town on John Holmes. <laughs> what would I do? <laughs> what would you do? I turned Wait a minute. Out. This isn't the Minions movie. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> That'd be awesome. I know you guys were forced to because of the generation you lived in, but yeah. you imagine going to a theater to watch your porn? Like, that's strange to I, me. I, I can't imagine doing that. But, like, people and yet did people it, right? Did it. I mean, that's what Times Square was all about. No, I know, and I get why. By the way, a, a guy I used to be very good friends with had the worst job of any job I've ever heard in my life. Cleaning ever. up. <laughs> he used to have to clean up uh, peep show booths. Oh, God. Yeah, that was his job. <laughs> Jeez. Anybody in <laughs> Is that the worst part? Or is it the actual cleaning that's the worst part? I, I, I mean, none of it's good, Evan. That's all bad. 877-337-6666. Thank you to Grubhub. Hi, SNY. Good to see you guys there. I'm sure you guys are wondering what we're talking about as we just start the TV portion of the show. Well, That's maybe, a great way to start the yeah, show. <laughs> I, if you took the whole show, you wouldn't have to worry about it. Here's uh, Tom and Rudolph. Tommy, what's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Happy great. Friday. You too. I uh, just wanted to call because I don't know if you guys remember, I called a few weeks ago after the Jets beat the Bears saying how that win was going to maloik the whole coin flip prophecy. Oh, yeah. And it's been the complete opposite since, right? Correct, correct. And so that's why now, since it's Malloy, I believe that the Jets will win tomorrow, regardless of who the quarterback is, just because of that. By the way, they're playing so, a third-string quarterback. It's exactly. funny, the, so the guy the guy who did the coin flip, for those that forgot, at the beginning of the season, there was this dude on Twitter who wrote out the Jets schedule and before the year coin flipped every game, and he was right for the, the first half of the season. Nailed everything right up until the game they won against Chicago. So I now follow the guy on Twitter because he's an interesting guy. Yeah. Sonny's so, friends with him. So this made me laugh. Adam Schefter tweets out last night the news. Hey, if Baltimore and Cincinnati, you know, play each other in the playoffs, if Baltimore wins the game, there'll be a coin toss. And he retweets it. Did someone say coin toss? <laughs> That's funny. Made me laugh. That's like his thing, right? That's his thing. Yeah. Uh, listen, I think 
that this is as big a toss-up game as there is on the entire card on Sunday. Because you have uh, Joe Flacco playing. He's a cigar store Indian. He's a statue back there. And has no interest in playing football, obviously, anymore. He's done his career's over. And it was a great career. Good for him. Made a lot of money. There was a minute where he was the highest-paid quarterback in the league. Uh, won a Super Bowl. And you're going up against you know a third-string quarterback that's not very good. I don't think that... You know, so what are you, how do you predict that game? No, no. Forget predicting it. I don't think necessarily... Like winning this game, besides the happiness of knocking out the Dolphins, means anything about the coach. But I do think if they came out and played like crap, especially defensively against a third-string quarterback. Like they've given up. And they struggled. That would be an awful look for this coach. I think I think... I think Salah could lose his job in this game, not save it or change your positive views towards him. Like if this was an ugly, ugly effort, and they came out bad against Seattle. It looked bad. If they come out lethargic and uninspired, and Skylar Thompson looks competent early, dude, that's a bad look for this coaching staff. I think, yes. I think Robert Sala is safe outside of something extraordinary like that. And you said something last year. As much as you ripped Joe Judge and you were on ripping him a while, you also were wrong about one thing. You continued to, and we debated this. What is this? One of the rare things I was right about. He is safe, he is safe, he is safe. And I said, I don't know that. I don't know that. Watch out. No, Joe Judge. Oh, Joe Judge. And then something happened that caused the safety net to disappear. I don't know if losing to the Dolphins necessarily or being embarrassed by the Dolphins would ever equal well, what happened to Judge. Joe Judge. But it wouldn't be good. Joe Judge, it was that press conference that put was, uh, the Mowers over the edge. It was numerous things. Yeah, I mean, the that, press was, conference. that was like the nail in the coffin. The third and eight quarterback sneak? Yes, that didn't help either. Yeah, that didn't help. And by the way, John Mauer getting booed at home, which he referenced a couple uh, a couple days ago, clearly played a role in what he thought. Because John Maurer was reluctant to fire Joe Judge, as you know. He didn't want to. I think, listen, I think Sal's safe. But if you came up with a worst-case scenario type of situation where they, they're they just, you know, the Dolphins score 30 on our defense. Defense doesn't give a rat's ass. Offense looks the way it looked against the majority of the game against Seattle. Uh, or, or you'll pick any game that they've stunk in. Uh, he has coaching blunders on the sideline. Like things could go terribly wrong. He forgets wrong. how to manage a clock, yeah. like we saw a few weeks I ago. Mean, things could go horribly wrong. I don't expect that, but yeah, I think there's uh, uh, an avenue or a street you could find that leads to him being removed. There's more. I don't think it's likely. I'm not saying anything's likely, but there's more that can go really bad for him and this team than good. Because if they go out and play well, well, I'll be happy. I want to eliminate the Dolphins. I don't think it's changing our views that much going into the offseason. But if they have a stinker, especially defensively, against a third-string quarterback, and that's a ba- it's just a bad, bad look. Yeah. And it could change some opinions. No doubt, especially if Buffalo beats New England and the Dolphins roll over you in getting into the playoffs. Yeah, that's a bad look. Yuck. You're going to have to answer some questions at that point if you're Robert Sala. I'll do you another one. How do you, you know, you, how do you consider yourself safe if you end the season on a what would it be a six-game six game losing, losing streak? streak? Yeah, there's not a lot of guys that survive that historically in that's, the NFL. That's why it's not about the record. You know, we sit here in August and we predict a record and say, "Would you be happy with this? Would you be happy with that?" When you're five and two and you finish a season, let's say seven and ten, 
That's not good. No. When you're seven and four and you finish seven and ten, or you're six and three and you finish seven and ten, that's not good. It yep. would be a horrific close to what's been a very disappointing season. Especially because you're in a town where the guy a few miles away is killing it with less talent. Well, killing that it, doesn't help your cause. Killing it with less talent, what still bothers me about Sala bringing Daniel Jones's name up. Having his name in his mouth that really pisses me off is that Robert Sala likes to talk about the patience we all have, we should have. And look yeah. at Daniel Jones. Coach, how many different offensive coordinators and coaches did it take before Daniel Jones was unlocked? Yeah. You act as if it was just blind patience with Pat Shermer as the head coach. That's not what happened. Nope. So I know you like to bring up a story and try to make it like this could happen to us. If you want to keep the story consistent, you're gone and LaFleur is gone. That's what led to Daniel Jones finally being unlocked. Yeah. It wasn't Pat Shermer, and it certainly wasn't Joe Judge. I think they're both coming back, but I would go get Jim Harbaugh. It's the only guy I would fire for. I would not fire for anybody else. But, you know, depending on what happens on Sunday... We might come in here Monday yelling and screaming that we need a whole new coaching regime. That's certainly on the table. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. 877-337-6666. You always wonder sometimes what life's like for a pro ball player. I know we get weird things sent to us in the mail. Matter of fact, uh, when we were going on vacation, our listeners sent Evan and I... These little, like, dwarf dolls of ourselves. Remember I showed you? Yes. Strange, right? Very, very strange. Yeah, actually, I put it. I think I put it out on Twitter, so it should be out there. Uh, that being said... Though the one for you was pretty accurate. I mean, it was a Cabbage Patch doll, the bald, bald one, b- yeah. the bald baby. Yeah. And it looked just like Craig. So and a Yankee I, jersey. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron Boone said it was hot. Um, and then he gave me the fist again. It was weird. Um, that being said, J.J. Watt uh, was retelling re- re- a story... That the strangest piece of mail he ever got in his career was a taxidermied badger. So somebody killed a badger, stuffed it. Because of his Wisconsin days? I guess. And then sent (laughs) it to him. I said, here, you're probably like this, a dead badger. (laughs) Maybe you put it up uh, in front of your fireplace or something. Now, here's my question. Are you sure that was a compliment? Do you keep it? Yeah, but I, I don't think that's a compliment. What is it, a he, threat? He played for the Wisconsin Badgers. Yeah. Oh, what? no, because yeah. he taxed him, so he makes it cute and yeah, cuddly. Yeah, they kept it, so it's nice uh, and cuddly and beautiful. You're right. It's a compliment. Oh, look, I was sitting in front of the fireplace making s'mores, and uh, what's that sitting next to the fireplace? Oh, it's a taxidermied badger. Yeah, it's true. You're right. Yeah. That is a compliment. Yeah. I thought it was like a dead, you know, destroyed badger. That would be a little left up. Would you keep it or no? Which one, the taxidermist badger? Yeah, I think you keep it. It's kind of cool, actually. Probably, yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. I would think he's got, like, a hidden camera in it, though. Aren't you keeping yeah. that doll that that guy sent you? No, I was going to uh, give it to one of you guys as a memento for uh, you know the first two years of the show. Oh, really? I was going to autograph it. Dear Tommy, you've done a great job. Yeah, that kind of thing. Would you put that uh, anywhere near your... Yeah, if I gave you my bald <laughs> cabbage patch doll, would you keep it, Tommy, or no? Oh, yeah, right on my mantle. Right above my fireplace, I put it. Not in the fireplace, above the above fireplace. Above it, Craig, of course. All right, can you go get it? I'll autograph it to you. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy to sign See, it See, I would here. bring it home. Wait, hold on. Unless Big Mac wants it. And then we can have a little war between the two of you who gets it. How about, all right, so let's have that war. Give me an hour or so to put it up on eBay and see what an autographed Craig Carton dog goes for, and then we can decide who keeps it. 
right, yeah, it's fine. I have actually wanted you have to an eBay account, you can do that. I actually wanted to keep it because what I would do, not with Jeb, but with Spence, my youngest son, is I'd say, do you want to play with Dad's radio partner? Uncle and he Craig gets to play here. with his own Uncle Craig doll. All right, so you want to get on it too? Yeah, I think so. All right, so I'm going to autograph it. What okay. was mine again, right. by the way? I forgot. What are you going to autograph it on his head? I don't know. Let's take a look at it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Or that makes the, sense to me. Sure, why not? Just don't spoil the Yankee jersey. It's yeah, a perfectly nice. I thing. will not write on the Yankee jersey. Oh, that's right. It's a Yankee jersey. I'm out. No, I'm by out. By the way, the Yankees Sorry. asked me today if I wanted to have Homer Bush on because he just got introduced as the new uh, manager of the Staten Island Ferryhawks. And then you laughed and said, we like ratings around here. I was like, well, you know, kind of. Well, that's not nice. I mean, jeez. Kind of puts me in a tough spot. Love Homer Bush. I play softball with Homer Bush. Homer Bush is a fine guy. He's a really good guy. We don't do interviews on this show. Yeah. But the exception we'll make is for Homer Bush because he's managing an independent baseball team. Like, hello? If he was on OnlyFans, that a nice rack we'd put him on. Well, that's different. We do we do interviews every. Maybe week. he can answer how many you know pints of beer the Ferry yeah. Hawks go through. I mean, there seriously, you if you look at the last year yes. of interviews we've done, it's Wag Wednesday, right. And Brian Cashman ones. I mean, that's accurate. I mean, so Homer Bush gets to break that list. I'm a fan of Homer Bush because I played softball. It's with Homer nothing Bush. against Homer Bush. Well, it sounds like you've got an agenda no. against Homer Bush. Yeah, I got was, nothing against Homer really... Bush. Right? Does it seem like oh, he doesn't it like, like Homer there Bush? was some sort of bitterness? No, there. I have yeah. nothing against Homer Bush. He's fine. It's it's just, it's hypocritical for Here's us. Here's what I'll say to the, the show we do. I got an idea. Uh, we'll make a trade. Aaron Judge. Too. How about that? Yeah, fine. How about, uh, we'll take Homer Bush. Yeah. Who I do like, though. He's a really good guy. Yeah, I have no issue with right. him. And in return for Homer Bush, I'll take, hmm, I'll take a Rizzo and a Judge. Yeah. And a... Play-by-play opportunity. Oh my this god! This spring I mean, for me and Evan. That's a lot. You just—I would have just taken. I just would have taken oh, Judge. Here's the <laughs> Evan doll. So the Evan doll is a picture of a of a cabbage patch doll in a Met jersey with a big red. I don't know what the hell you want to call that. Are there basketball shorts underneath there? No, he's got a diaper on. No, he's got a diaper on underneath. I'm wearing a diaper. He's wearing a diaper. I bet you're wearing a diaper. You're a cabbage badge baby, too. Let me first pull your pants up. By the way, Craig, I have a confession to you. So, Craig, the Craig Carton cabbage patch doll you have, I swear to God. And I bet you my parents could prove it because I think they saved it. Yeah. I had that when I was a kid. That you was had, my. You had cabbage patch. I absolutely. Yeah, I had one. Oh, stop it! Hundred percent. No, wasn't. No, it was, that's yes, a, it was. A, that's a boy. Evans style is a boy. Yeah, Thank but you. boys didn't collect. Yes, cabbage we did. I had one. Yeah. By the way, to be fair, that was mine. You know, I'm looking at the Craigie cabbage patch doll. I got to be honest. It looks like you. No, and I would take ownership if it did. It does. It is a dead ringer. For somebody else, though. I mean, as if they took the person's face and modeled it after that person. I keep seeing you. I'll, I'll own it. I'll take it. Who else is If it? you allow me to give you one other person. Yeah, sure. And if I'm wrong, by all means, I'll eat that this is me. Okay? <laughs> posing with it. Okay? Yeah. You tell me that this is not a exact replica of Sean Morass. Oh, yeah. I could see Morass, too. You're right. That is Sean Morass to a T. <laughs> I yeah. can see that. Is it not? No, I can see that. A Tommy, bit, can yeah. you take a picture of this and put it up next to Sean Morass's uh, photo? Can you do that for me? Yeah? 
Great. By the way, it's Morash. Morash. What is his, his last, name? His last name is Morash. No, no, it was always Morash. <laughs> Why did he change it? No, no, people he didn't want to be associated with an ass. I don't know. I got a diaper on, too. <laughs> I yes. told you. But yeah. I have the exact same Cabbage Patch style. My parents right. probably I still have Cabbage Patch it, styles except, were like collector's items. No, yeah. that's why yeah. I think they saved it. And it, it, definitely, it definitely had a Met jersey. That was the only difference. Hold on. Should I see what the Cabbage Patch is worth? Maybe I'll just keep it. Yeah, why give it to you, tools? So you promised to all of to all of us yeah. that you keep it? Hold and on. you basically stole Big Mac's idea, which is I'll sell it on eBay? Hold on a sec. The bald Cabbage Patch style, um, 86 bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, who am I autographing it to? Oh, well, I think originally you said to me. To you? Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, well, that's not give fair it, to Big Mac. Give it to oh, Big Mac. Well, we fair to Big Mac. Well, first of, of all, give it to Big Mac. <laughs> give it to Big Mac. I'll tell you the reason why. Big Mac's got two kids. Lugie doesn't need the money, and he's that's not going to put it up on his fireplace. It will just go to his mom or something. What so are you about? A size twelve? <laughs> you jerk. What? Oh, I just silence the lamb, the doll. Made myself laugh. <laughs> what are you about a size twelve, <laughs> Mister? Mister, can you help me with this couch? <laughs> um, do you want me to sign his back, or do you want me to sign the head? Sign his tush. <laughs> I'm not pulling his pants down. What? It's weird. What? Sign his. He doesn't have a cabbage patch um, parts. So I'm, fine. I'm not pulling the cabbage patch's diaper down. Sign dude. a cheek. That's Come on. weird. No, it's not. I'm gonna write here, Tommy. Oh, so you are giving it to Tommy. Yeah, give it to Tommy. Yeah. After all that, it's going to Tommy. Yeah, I'll give it to Tommy. Tommy. Uh, all right, I'll sign something. Are you actually going to say great job this year? Because you never say that. That's no. the thing he'll cherish. Okay. Stun you lasted this long, Craig. No. Right. I'm going to write something nice. Right? Oh, he's going to love this. He's going to love this. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Tommy. Greatest producer ever. Wow. How about that? He wrote that. That's a look at that. He's, he's now writing not <laughs> right. at the end of it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so whoever sent us the uh, weird cabbage patch dolls, uh, you're weird. Do you think the one that and that's please don't mine, wait for us outside the, the front? You got to show the what's on Evan's flag. That that cracks me up. For some All right. Reason. So Evan's holding a flag. What's the flag say? The flag says, "I love my life." I love my life. <laughs> and I'm holding a statue of a Met player, and it's Rico Bronia. Yeah. And yeah. you also add a little figurine of Boomer too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, I've got yeah. this big red glob of hair. Uh, yeah. I mean, so th- we do get weird things sent here from time to time. Just not a, a stuffed dead animal. I must I must admit, mine is a lot weirder than yours. I yes. mean, yours is just a bald baby. Mine has tr- little trinkets with it. That's right. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. It is over. I have lost track of your records. So you tell me. Yeah, it's Lugie, meaningless. What's your record now? Do you know? No, I don't. Actually, Not as good as yours. Uh, Congratulations. But we're coming for you come postseason time. Yeah, I, I got we're very lucky, and I give Jet a lot of credit because yeah. over the last what are you, few six weeks. 6-0? Oh? Uh, Jet went 5-0. and oh. Unfortunately, he did pick the Buffalo game. Oh, right. Uh, which he wasn't supposed to do. It was a Monday night game. But he got all five of his picks right. I was on a heater before that. And so my record now ends at 64-42. and 42. So if you're listening, you must think I'm some kind of gambling expert. I'm not. You're definitely not. I'm just lucky. You got, you got hot the last four got, or five weeks. I got yeah. hot at the right time. Now we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I've gone first all year. I'll let you guys go first. Big Mac, you pulled up the rear, so why don't you kick it off? Okay, I'm just going to go with my picks have been so bad this year that I'm going against what I want because that's how bad I've been. So I'm going to take the Eagles over the Giants. I'm going to take 
the Miami Dolphins over the Jets, and I'm going to take the Patriots over the Bills because I want to see all the opposites happen. So there you go. What? What? Is anybody prepared for That's this right. segment? Yeah, I mean, I've got picks, dude. Sure, those sure are my you. picks. That's why you threw it off. If you first. want more elaborate uh, information on McMonagle's terrible picks, I'll be on after the next By game. By the way, for those of you awake evening. at 3 a.m., I'll, uh, I'll answer you. The reason I let you guys go first is we don't have a lot of time. That's why I, I did it be, particularly fast. So, why, you know, I wanted to be selfless and allow you guys to have the majority of the time or whatever's left I take. But if that's not what you want, okay. Well, you, you used up a lot of time bragging. Uh, hold on a second. So, he didn't even give the spreads. All right, so let's go here. I'm going to go the Jets plus three. Skylar Thompson is the worst quarterback in NFL history, although the Jets probably would lose to him. So let's take the Jets plus three. Give me the Eagles minus 14. Even when the Giants were full strength, the Eagles smoked them. The Eagles need the game obviously way more. Uh, Giants probably won't play anybody. The Eagles are going to lay one on them. I'll, I'll take the 14 there. And I'm also going to take the Raiders plus nine and a half against the Chiefs tomorrow. There, The Raiders were very spunky. Very spunky against the 49ers. I think they give it another good effort here against a division rival in the Chiefs. So give me the Raiders plus nine and a half. The Jets plus three. And the Eagles lay in the 14. Mr. Roberts. The Raider pick is, look, what they've done all year is they'll have a lead. And you'll think, wow, this is crazy. And then they'll blow a lead because that's what the Vegas Raiders do in 2022. Does that rhyme? That's what they do in 2022. All right. Let's see if I can finish this season it's, on a hot it's note. It's 2023, though. That's the problem. Yeah, but it was the 2022 season. Yeah, but now who knows if what they did in 2022 is yeah, irrelevant. To me, the NFL, unlike the NBA and the NHL, I always define it with the year. So, like, the Giants won the Super Bowl in 07, even though the game was in February of 08. That's just the way I work. You could think differently. Anyhow, game number one, I'll regret it because that's what I do. I'm going to take the Jets. <laughs> I think I think that their defense, which has looked best against crappy quarterbacks, how can it not look good and bounce back against Skylar Thompson? So, I think that this defense, which got off to such a terrible start in the Seattle game, and I, not only do I think they're going to play well, I think they're going to do something they haven't done in about two months. I think they're going to force a bunch of turnovers. And I think that the defense will score points in this game. And that's why I'll take the Jets getting the three. I'm not sure how well Flacco is going to play. I'm not even sure how well the offense is going to play. But I think the defense will at least make us feel somewhat good going into the offseason. They force turnovers. They score points. Game number two. The Eagles are going to win We all get that. The Giants are probably going to sit Daniel Jones. We already know Leonard Williams isn't playing. We already know Adoree Jackson's likely not to play. But 14 is just a huge number. It's just too big of a number. And so whether it's a backdoor cover, I'm not sure how it gets there. But I think the Eagles end up winning this game something like 27-17. And the Giants cover the number. So I'll take the Giants plus the 14 and pick number two. Pick number three. So... I hate the line. The number feels too big. But I also feel real passionate that this is the game where the Jacksonville Jaguars put the exclamation point on their march to the AFC South. They don't have a lot of postseason experience. Tennessee does. That'd be the one thing that scares me. But I think Jacksonville, who has played really well down the stretch, I even give them credit for what they did to the Jets, even though it was Zach Wilson and it was Chris Trevler. They're going to win this division. They're going to finish the job. They're not losing to Joshua Dobbs. That doesn't rhyme, but it's sort of close. Finish the job. They won't lose to Dobbs. Give me the Jaguars laying the six and a half in game number three. Jets plus three. Giants plus 14. Jacksonville laying the six and a half. Our picks. Final time for the regular season week 18 in the NFL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.